Wanna go, pretty boy? Two minutes by yourself and you feel shame, you know, and then you get free. The only thing better than a glass of beer is tea with Miss McGill. And welcome to the 4th Line Voice Podcast. My name is Darren. Thank you very much for tuning in. Episode 286 of the Big Show, some enforcer-based podcasting coming at you. Brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. Back, folks. How's everybody doing? It's been a while since I've talked to you guys. It's been a couple weeks. Uh, yes, I apologize for the uh, for the vacation. Well, it's, I'm not going to... Actually, I take that back. I'm not apologizing. Vacation went well. Um, yeah. It's actually kind of weird to hit record. It's almost been three weeks. Um, what's been actually? Yeah, it has been three weeks. Um, of course, uh, yes. Back, I said to the uh, to the delight of a couple and to the chagrin of many. Um, welcome to the uh, to the show uh, here on a Saturday night recording here. Um, Yes, of course, I was in Las Vegas for two weeks and uh, had a heck of a time. And uh, I will get, we're gonna have, we will have a, we'll have, we'll have a slideshow. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll do some family movies here at the end. Tell you about my, my trip in Sin City. I'm sure everybody's just dying to hear that. Um, I will talk a few things. Um, you know, and, uh, you know, I won't lie. I've never lied to you guys, to be completely honest. Um, I, I really don't have a lot. Um, plan. You think, oh, after all these weeks, I'd have all this big show, elaborate show planned and everything. Um, not really. I have some points I wrote down that I'll talk about, but, um, I think on Wednesday, I'm going to do the Mount Rushmore show. Um, I know I had talked about that on a few of the shows because I recorded a couple shows, uh, before I left. And in those intros, I had talked about, um, oh, on the Sunday when I'm gone, I'll do the Mount Rushmore. And I never got around to doing that. Um, so I think that will be that will be Wednesday. Well, I don't think that will be Wednesday's show. Um, yeah, no. Today I just wanted to well let you guys know I came back and I survived and um, and uh, we'll talk about a few things. Um, I hope everybody uh, who is texting me here. Hold on, I got to hit pause here. <clears throat> anyway, back at it here. Um, yeah, um, I hope you guys. Uh, while I was gone, of course, I put out uh, I put out a Linkgate Spotlight episode, um, and I also, uh, of course, had Chris back on the show. I always enjoy having Chris on the show. Y two J to the old message board users, you'll know who I'm talking about. Um, and we broke down one of the uh, one of the more um, heated rivalries in hockey fight history, the Ty Domi Rob Ray rivalry, which was a lot of fun. They had 14 fights in total, 13 of which are on video. Um, and I attached the link to the YouTube vid, uh, channel that had all 13 fights, so you could follow along with what we, with uh, the fights we were talking about. Um, and uh, yeah, and I always enjoy uh, talking to Chris. And like I said, Chris uh, grew up in Buffalo, was in the area when that when that whole rivalry was going on. He was at many of the games and saw the fights live. Um, he knows both guys um, through his work. Um, he has spoken to both of them. Um, he is a fan of both, so that was the other thing. You got a really impartial um, take on the rivalry. It wasn't like you know some Buffalo fanboy talking about it. Um, yeah, and it was just I, I encourage everybody if you haven't to go back and check it out. Um, it, it's a, it's uh, it was a lot of fun, and and Chris has a few st- being in Buffalo um, and being su- such a a student of the rivalry, so to speak. Uh, he had a lot of like little little stories and little side ant antidotes and stuff like that um about uh, uh about the rivalry so uh yeah i i definitely encourage you to uh to go back and check out that back episode um um well i'm here i'm grabbing my pants i'm sitting in the dark here on saturday night but i got my papers here um 
Well, I'll start with this. Obviously, as I said, I'm a member of the Hockey Podcast Network. Uh, there's over 50 shows in the network. All the NHL teams have a podcast. So whatever team you're a fan of, there is a show for you. And of course, for my off-network friends, uh, we got, well, I, I'm like, what, what's going on here? Now he's coming back with the Islanders. We got Jolton Joel Gary Lazino is, uh, back from Long Island and he's doing Islander shows again. I'm like, didn't you just start a Nordiques podcast? But he's, he's got, he's both barrels here. Justin Johnson. Volume or part three is out now with the Coliseum Chronicles. And Joe has always said if he if he gets an Islander, an old Islander guy that'll come on the show or what have you, he will uh, resurrect that podcast. So he's doing just that. Um, he had actually run into Justin at the Islander alumni uh, reunion. So um, you know, and they made a connection there. So um, definitely check that out. Of course, he also has started up the Nordiques Knuckles podcast, or uh, which is just exactly that. It's a Quebec Nordique podcast. So Joe's coming from everywhere, left, right. Oh yeah, Islanders, Quebec. He, you know, he's all over the place. Um, and then of course we have Jordan at five in a game, and um, unfortunately for Jordan, um, and, oh man, and I'm I'm feeling for him. Um, he, of course, is in Cape Breton out in the Maritimes, and he goes back to Alberta to work the patch. Um, so he was doing a whole bunch of interviews before he left. because I think he's gone for eight weeks or something like that. And so he could stay, you know, every, uh, you know, every week, release an episode while he, because I mean, you're out in the oil patch, you ain't uh, whipping out the microphone and, uh, and, and cutting episodes out of, up on the, up on the, uh, up while you're rigging. So, uh. He wanted to have everything done and in the can, so to speak. So each week he'd release uh, one of the interviews that he had saved. And uh, unfortunately, uh, one of his kids deleted the app on his phone where all the interviews were saved. So he lost all of that. And I know he had a number of interviews. I'm not going to throw out names, but there was, oh, there were some good ones on there. And um, and I feel for him. Um, I can't imagine what it would be like I've had like audio issues when I'm interviewing someone or blah blah or even when I've done a solo episode and I get pissy about that. I couldn't imagine having a bunch of interviews and having that go down. So I am uh I everybody who's ever podcasted is nodding right now and uh and feeling for Jordan. So um yeah, so that really and of course he's getting ready to leave right away. So that really put him behind the eight ball. So I don't really know um I haven't really spoken to him um because we kind of texted briefly um, oh, I will say that also. While I was in Las Vegas, I had a bunch of people not only text me, but they, you know, on social media, they had sent stuff. And I didn't really reply that much. I'd reply, but it would be quick. Because um, I don't have a U.S. cellular plan, right? So, um, I mean, I could text, but... And we had a laptop in the room. We had the room Wi-Fi and stuff. But I'm in Vegas, and it's like I'm not... Like, I, I treated it as a vacation. Like, I didn't... I was on social media each day. Like, I would go on there quickly and just kind of, you know, look, check out my notifications, maybe send a few DMs to people. But but overall, I did not spend a lot of time on social media. Every once in a while, we'd come back to the room. We were just having room beers before we, you know, we'd come back from shopping during the day or whatever. And we are kind of sitting in the room, relaxing for an hour, and then, you know, getting the drink on and then heading down to the casino floor. Um, I'd go on there. Maybe I'd post a couple pictures up or something. But other than that, I did not do a lot of engaging on social media, and I certainly didn't carry my phone around Las Vegas. I actually shut my phone off and left it in the hotel room. Um, so it was great to walk around basically for two weeks without a phone. I, I actually really enjoyed it, to be honest. Um, so my point is, if anybody out there had sent me messages or whatever, I tried to get back to everybody, but if if my reply seemed... Because anybody that kind of... Um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Com- communicates with me uh, on on the regular. Uh, knows much like in real life, uh, verbally, I'm very wordy, and I'm I get I can have some very long text replies. And um, this was not the case when I was in Bay. I was very short, and uh, so if anybody out there, I apologize um, if I didn't get back to you or. Didn't give you a satisfied answer. We'll put it that way. Um, my apologies, but um, anyway, uh, Jordan, I had see, I saw his post where he had mentioned what had happened. Um, I briefly had talked to him about it on text message, um, but I haven't really, I haven't spoken to him verbally um, as far as the whole deal. But I mean, well, I mean, I mean, what else is there to say? He lost all his interviews. So, um, but in terms of like. 
um, his episodes and stuff. I'm not quite sure what he's going to do while he's gone. I don't know if he's just shut down the show for, like, I know he's not quitting and that's it. I'm never doing this again. But I don't know if he's quitting the time. Well, I'm assuming he's not going to come out with anything while he's in Alberta. Um, but I don't want to, like, come out and completely say that. I'm, that's my guess. Um, I will talk to him before. Well, I'll talk to him here and then I'll let everybody know the next episode. But, uh, yeah. Anyway, point is, he has a tremendous back catalog. Go check out his show. I mean, it's not like all his episodes were erased. But up to this point, he's he's done great stuff. Um, and he's passionate about it, and he's, like I said, he's, uh, he's new to the whole podcasting game, but he's, uh, he's definitely, um, passionate about it, and, uh, definitely check out his show, but, yeah, I was feeling for him to lose those interviews, that, uh, that's a shit sandwich, um, yeah, that sucks. Um, but, uh, to get on with things, um... Man, I'm, I'm, it's like, it's weird. I, I feel like I'm like, not that I was, I had it aced before, but I feel like I'm so out of, out of practice here. It's like, I, I can't, um, I'm trying to get my groove here and I'm like, I'm kind of all over the place and I don't know what I'm talking about, but, um, um, yeah, I'll talk about Vegas at the end of the, at the end of the thing. Um, yeah, just, uh, you know, like I said, with this episode, it was more just, uh, let's see, let's see if I remember how to do this or not. Like, it's really weird when you do two shows a week for like a year and all of a sudden you take like three weeks off. It's like, it seems like I haven't done this in a lifetime. Um, and it was funny. Uh, I did get a few text messages and some DMs like, did you quit, man? Or like, are you coming out with a show? What are you doing? Um, so I, I think for the few people that were interested anyway, um, yeah, um, well, I mean, a few things happened over the, it, it would be funny, I had a little, the notepad in the, in the room, and, and like I said, I would come back and I'd scroll social media kind of quickly and just see what was out there, and I jotted down a few points, um, but, uh, but really, um, you know, I don't have any real hard-hitting action, um, well, I want to know, well, the biggest story of the whole thing, of course, was it's, uh, list guy Tim's birthday the other day. I mean, that, that's kind of a big deal. I mean, I guess I should have come up with a list. Um, I, I, you know, I, I really, you know, he's a Philly guy. I mean, I know he's a jury, but he's, you know, the Eagles and the Flyers and all that shit. Um, you know, I mean, uh, I, I'm sure hopefully, hopefully the family got him, you know, the Ilka Sinisalo jersey that he was wanting. Um, you know, to go along with his, uh, who's the other guy there with the Eagles? Uh, Vince Papalia, yeah, yeah, he, he's probably got that jersey up there too. Um, what was that show, Invincible with Wahlberg? That's actually a cool movie, I dig that movie. Uh, that's actually, what a great story that is. Um, but yes, happy birthday to this guy, Tim. Um, I, you know, he's such a Philly guy, I think he named both his kids Adrian, you know. Um, but, uh, good dude, uh, appreciate uh, all the support he's given me. Um, over the last couple of years, listened to the show and everything else. And, and I bugged him and everything, but, uh, I appreciate it. And, uh, happy birthday. And, uh, you old, you know, I just, I think I'm still older than Tim. Um, <laughs> here's to you. Cheers. First one today. I actually kind of swore that I wouldn't have any, um, have any drinks after Las Vegas as I kind of, you know, I think my check liver light came on and, uh, but I'll have a couple here tonight, but, uh, yes. Happy birthday, Tim. All right. Um, what happened over the last little while? Well, uh, the old, uh, diamond hands, Daniel Amesbury, uh, returned to Barstool's rough and ready pay-per-view. Um, and he knocked out his opponent in the second round so that he is now two and oh, um, and if anybody's like, what are you talking about? Well, rough and ready barstool, you know, uh, spit and jiggles, blah, blah, blah. They're on the barstool network. Um, every couple months or whatever they do, uh, they call it rough and rough and rowdy, rowdy and rough, no rough and rowdy. And it's, um, what? It's, it's just, it's an old, old man. It's old style, tough man contest, uh, boxing and, uh, Amesbury, I, I believe, the first time he was in it, uh, you know, I think he knocked the guy out in about 20 seconds. And uh, this one, uh, yeah, it was in the second round. So congratulations to old Diamond Hand Daniel Amesbury, the Ice Wars champ. Uh, remains undefeated. 
And uh, so definitely, uh, you probably go back, you probably find that on YouTube. Um, another another friend of the show, uh, old the cowboy Curtis Swanson, he climbed into the boxing ring for his second uh, ever uh, boxing match. And it was part of uh, Uprising 3, I believe it was called. Uh, anyway, it was put on by Titans Gym in Cold Lake, Alberta. The gym that is owned by Dean Mayrad. Um, Swanson went down and boxed on his show. Um, that is that is available on the Titans Boxing Gym YouTube channel. Um, and I believe it's about two and a half. It's like a long show. There's like 20-some fights. I believe it's about two and a half hours into the show, Swanson's fight happens. Um, unfortunately... Uh, he, uh, got the, he got, uh, TKO'd in the second round. I mean, he was standing, but, uh, ref decided to, uh, he didn't go down, but, uh, the ref decided to stop it. But, um, you know, so he's, uh, now one and one as it is a boxing career, but full, like I said, no shame in loot, full marks, um, for getting in the ring and, and, and strapping the gloves on and going for it. Um, yeah, so, you know. It, uh, I know he will come back uh, better than ever, and he will continue his training. And uh, yeah, you're not going to uh, the, the old cowboy. You won't stop him. Uh, you know he'll he'll be back at it. And um, and I know I think he, he I think he still wants to get down and get back with Laval for a couple of games before the playoffs. So um, you know hopefully uh, he can do that because I think you have to play five or six games so you can qualify for the playoff roster. And I. I don't know how many games he's played. I think he's only played four, I think. Three or four. So, yeah, he needs a couple. Maybe it's five games. I know he needs one more weekend in Laval. So, hopefully he can do that and uh, and get on the roster, the playoff roster. So, but yeah, so that, that kind of went down. And, um, and of course, we had the big, uh, well, there was a couple, well, they both involved Lucic, I guess. Um, a few stories. Um, of course, the big, uh, uh, Curtis McDermott, Milan Lucic, uh, bout happened while I was in Vegas and, uh, Lucic caught him and put him down. And, um, you know, uh, you know, big win for Lucic, uh, you know, the old timer obviously could still do it. Um, you know what, it's watching these fights and I will say, I, I, I've not, I've always been a Lucic guy. I'm not going to lie. I've, you know, um, I've been a fan since he was in junior hockey with the Giants, um, and I followed his whole career, and uh, I'm, I'm definitely a Lucic guy. Um, I have nothing against McDermott. I like McDermott too. Not that again, he's kind of come up obviously in the era now where I I don't really watch. I didn't really watch him, so um, I've gone. I have since gone back on YouTube and, and watched some of his fights, but um, I don't. You know, I know when Lucic. Uh, or Reeves and McDermott, pardon me, Reeves and McDermott had fought, um, I don't know, it, th- there was a lot of people kind of jumping up and down, kind of kind of putting the belt on McDermott, no, he's the champ of the league, and, uh, you know, well, first of all, I don't think he ever beat Reeves, um, now, it can be said, did Reeves beat him? Well, no, you know, but I don't, personally, I don't think the fights actually amounted to much, but... I don't know. Everybody liked to. Everybody was jumping up and down, sort of saying McDermott was the champ, and then while well, Lucic catches him, um, the one thing, and this isn't a again, I'm not knocking the boys or anything like that. You, you guys, people that have listened to this show long enough know I always stick up for the guys. I'm not knocking the players. We're just we're fight fans talking here. Just I'm talking, you know. Saturday night over some beers, we're just talking fights. Um, I gotta be completely honest, and it's like. The thing with McDermott, I don't want to say I don't see it because he is a big, tough guy and everything like that. But I, my, my problem that I have with McDermott, I don't know. You go back and watch his fight, and again, I'm not claiming to be an expert. And I've seen, oh, I've seen all his stuff. And I haven't, but I did go back on YouTube and I watched a, a bunch of his stuff. Um, I, I'm, I gotta say, I'm, I'm not a fan. I'm not really, not really. Um, to me, he like. He just doesn't engage really. Like he, I, I will say, smarts he's smart. Bleh, easy for you to say. He fights smart. Like he's he's you know he's long and he and he really he's one of these I always call like kind of new age fighters. Really uses the jersey jab, keeps guys at an arm's length, kind of throws these kind of windmill punches. 
and he'll kind of catch helmet or side of, you know, ear or chin maybe or whatever, shoulder. Like, he's throwing these wild punches. Um, and it's just like nothing's in the pocket. And That was my argument with the Reeves thing. I'm like, well, you can say whatever you want, but Reeves is trying to stand in the pocket. This is my opinion again. Um, well, obviously, it's my opinion. It's my show. But this is my take on it. Is sort of Reeves was really trying to get inside and fight. To me, McDermott, he lean, I mean, he's leaned so far back, you'd think he's eating popcorn in the second row. And he's jersey jabbing. And I mean, you know, like, yeah, he's, I guess in boxing terms, he's like staying busy, but is anything really, eh, you know, are we doing anything here? Um, you know, and he just, I don't know, he just doesn't, and I, and I think to me, he just doesn't want to, um, he just doesn't want to engage. And to me, I don't know, I mean, I watched a couple of his fights, and it's like he gets hit, and he kind of, I don't want to say he's got a glass jaw, because that's not fair, but it's like, I don't know, it's just, it it sounds so stupid to say, but it's like, the guy doesn't like getting hit, you know, Um, and I think if you're going to get in that business, you got to be taking some shots, you're going to have to take some shots, and uh, again, I, I mean, maybe I'm being ignorant on the subject. I'd love to hear you guys, what you guys have to say. If you disagree, put them in the comment section or send me a private message or whatever. Um, my take on, that's my take on McDermott. You know, I have nothing against the guy or anything or whatever. It's not, oh, I hate Curtis McDermott. I don't, to be truthful, I don't care. But it's just from my observation watching him. I don't know, you know, like I said, he's got the visor, it's not his fault, but he's got the visor on and leaning back and jersey jabbing. See, that was the thing with Lucic and Reeves, neither of them wore visors, you know, and they're still kind of sticking their face in there and going for it. And, you know, and McDermott, I don't know, just kind of, I don't know. I'm not a fan, you know, we'll put it that way. Um but then, of course, we had the two matchups of of the, you know, everybody was sort of proclaiming that, you know, it was the title bout here. Reeves and Lucic play each other twice, and, you know, we get the lunch pail letdown. I mean, nothing going on, and, uh, you know, um, you know, now I'm not going to be the the Twitter idiot. They're scared, you know, somebody, Reeves is scared of them, or, you know, or what, like, no, like, they're not scared. Now, I mean, in this day and age, I mean, let's be honest, more so on Reeves's part, um, Reeves has to be a lot more careful than Lucic, um, for the simple fact, I mean, you can say whatever you want about Lucic and whatever, dude's making 5 million a year, he's a, you know, he's playing every game, you have to play him for that much money. Um, Reeves is a, is a bubble guy, and he's been healthy scratch while he's been in Minnesota, so he can't be doing stupid shit. And, I mean, the two of them, I mean, every fight fan wanted to see it, but they're not playing to make us fight fans happy, right? Like, um, it's not like the back in the day. Um, I think that's, you know, and obviously none of the score didn't get out of hand. It was close game. So neither guy wants to take, wants to take a penalty. I know in the first game, Lucic was kind of messing around with Reeves a little bit, you know, after the whistle and stuff, trying to kind of suck him in maybe to a power play or something. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm sure they would have fought, but he's trying to get Reeves to bite, um, you know, mind games and stuff. But, um, yeah, unfortunately we never got the fight and I don't think we ever will because, you know, I can't, I don't know what Lucic's contract is, but I mean, both of them are in their, they got, they're, I think they're got to be the same age. If not, I think I looked before, I think, I think Reeves is actually older than Lucic, I think, by a year. I think they're 35 years old apiece, I believe, 34, 35. So, I mean, I can't see them either, either of them long for the league, um, maybe another year, maybe. Um, both could definitely still go, without a doubt, while well, Lucic proved, well, they both proven they could fight, um, you know. Um, you know, and I also think there's probably a little bit of that, but for the both of them, cause, cause you'll have camps, you, you have people in both camps saying like their guy's the champ. Um, you know, and, and they both know that. And I, and I think they probably like that. And, uh, why, why, why erase any doubt and, uh, give the other guy the advantage. Um, so now you'll still forever be, have the debate. Who's the toughest guy in the league? Wow, Lucic, I could be Reeves, you know. Um, yeah, I think it would be a great fight. Person, I mean, you, seeing as I was just in Vegas and we're betting on things, um, I would probably bet on Lucic if if I was if the, if it came up on the betting board. Um, but again, if Reeves pulled off a victory, I wouldn't be like, oh, really? Like, I wouldn't be surprised. Um, to me, they're the two toughest guys. Um, again, you know, I'm not a McDermott guy. I don't see it. Um, 
to me, I mean, he's still fighting. I'm not calling him out being like, oh, he's a pussy. Like, no, no, I'm not saying anything like that. But I'm thinking, um, I think Reeves and Lucic will fight, whereas I think McDermott's more of a, he's a safety fighter. Again, there's nothing wrong with that. I, you know, I get it. But um, I'm just not a fan of the style. Um, Tom Wilson, yeah, you know, but again, I, you know, personally, I still think Lucic and Reeves. Um, but I mean, I think with the crop of the five or six guys, like, I mean, really, who is there? Delorier, Reeves, Lucic, Wilson, Ross Johnson, you know, and McDermott. I mean, is there really anybody else in the league? I mean, maybe I'm forgetting a guy. I mean, that you know, I know everybody was yelling about the Wi-Fi kid there in Montreal. And that was a good feel-good story. I had nothing against the kid, but I mean, nah, you know, whatever. I mean, he came up through the OHL when they didn't fight. I mean, I think he had, I think, what does he have, nine fights in his life or something? I'm not about to start throwing around that he's the heavyweight in the league. Um, and, like, even his fights, I mean, he did okay, but, I mean, it was a lot of just wrestling and pulling guys down. And I mean... You know, um, not, not a real big fan of his fighting style. Um, so no, I mean, other than that, I mean, eh, you know, there really isn't much left. I mean, and I'll, I'll still say this now, even with the guys I named, I've, I've said this and I've said this on the show before numerous times and I stand by it to me, the toughest guy in hockey is the American hockey league. It's Brett Gallant. I think Brett Gallant could beat Lucic and Reeves. I think he'd beat anybody in the NHL. Um, you know. So, and, I'd, and his brother ain't far behind him. I mean, I'd put him in the top category of the NHL fighters, too, if they were in the league, if they were up in the NHL. So, but no, to me, Brett Gallant's the toughest guy in hockey. Um, so, you know, but, uh, well, you say that when McIntyre was down in the American League. I'm like, well, the toughest guy in the league is in the American League. So, uh, now, at the time, it could be debated. You still have McGrath and Bugard and, and around, but, um, you know, I think Mac was right in that conversation. Um, but yeah, so yeah, that, unfortunately we didn't, uh, we didn't get the fight that everybody was, uh, was getting excited about, but, um, you know, uh, who knows? Maybe, I, I don't know what the schedule is. Maybe they play again toward before the end of the year, but, um, that's where we're at. And now here's a word from our sponsor. Ready for the underdogs, the upsets, and unbelievable action from DraftKings Sportsbook? The biggest tournament in college basketball is here. Right now, new customers can bet just $5 on college hoops and get $200 in bonus bets instantly. Plus, for a limited time, all customers can score a no-sweat bet during rounds one and two of the tournament. Go to the app, opt-in, and place a no-sweat bet this weekend. If it doesn't hit, you'll get a bonus bet back up to $10. Yeah, guys, it's my favorite time of year as far as tournaments go. Uh, it's going to be an interesting one. Is Houston odds-on favorite? Are the Zags going to fly under the radar? Maybe they'll do it. UCLA's best player is out. A lot of things can happen. This is what makes the tournament so great. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and sign up with code THPN. New customers can bet $5 and get $200 in bonus bets instantly. Win or lose, only at DraftKings Sportsbook with the code THPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. And now back to your regularly scheduled program. Oh, I didn't do my, my, I was going to say my week on the internet. I guess it's my weeks on the internet. Um, yeah, I had a, had a couple, uh, funny kind of, uh, interact, well, not even interactions, just sort of funny, uh, things that happened, um. I've always I've always brought up sort of the trolls on social media. It's like you know what if you're gonna if you're gonna troll at least be good at it. Um, you know, big shout out to old John. Actually, I guess the other funny enough, both these guys are named John that I'm going to talk about. Um, the one guy with his three followers uh, decides to troll. He decides to go on Twitter and troll like a six month old tweet that I did um, when I posted in early December, or no, it was mid October. How I said that the SJHL and Western Junior A hockey is going to full cages as of December 15th. Well, I got that information straight from the Hockey Canada website and confirmed it with the SJHL commissioner before I tweeted that. So I wasn't just blowing smoke. Um, the reason it has not happened is the equipment manufacturers ran out of product. 
you know, because not only do they have to, you know, with full cages and stuff, that is every minor hockey player in Canada. Well, now all of a sudden you get a rush of a couple hundred, you know, per each junior league, you know, and uh, so they didn't have enough cages and shit. So that rule is coming into effect, the full cage slash bubble, whatever you want to wear, iTech, um, that is starting next year. Next season starts with full cages in junior A hockey. Well, this putz is like, yo, full cages, hey, buddy. Well, it's February, still ain't happened. So I just replied, I said, okay. I said, well, it's coming. And of course he types back, it's not. Just take the L, bro. Like, just... And I'm like, who trolls a six-month-old tweet to begin with? Who are you? You don't follow me. I don't follow you. And I'm like, no, it is happening, you clown. You know, and I'm like, and I've, of course I never heard from him again after I put the link to the junior A hockey thing. It's like, these fucking guys, it's just like, just dying to flap your lips. Don't, hey, don't put any research into it though. Like I'm just some idiot yelling about whatever. Like I just decided to make that up one night that, oh yeah, I'm going to say all the leagues are going to full cages. Like just, although, well, in saying that, I guess some people, yeah, well, not some, a lot of people just, yeah, they do do that. They just mouth off and don't investigate anything or whatever. If I write out that something is happening or whatever, I'm not just doing that because, oh, I heard and... I heard in some message board or whatever. Well, no, I got the information from a reliable source. That's why, so I will put stuff like, that's when I will put stuff out. When I get it from a reliable source. Not fucking Leaf Boy 34 said, you know, like, you know, no. I will, if I get, like I said, I asked, I tweeted at the SJHL commissioner. Like, hey, is this true? When is this happening? And he got back to me. And then I tweeted it. So it's like, you know, yeah, thank you, you clown. Solid attempt at a troll, though. Solid, solid. Sorry, folks, stopping and start, Stopping and starting. Um, <laughs> well, the next little piece of business here. Um, I'm going to say this. I mean, I've done this show for, I don't know, whatever, what, four years now? Something like that. Um, and I've gotten, obviously, well, hate mail, whatever you want to call it. I mean, I've had what negative reviews, we'll put it that way. Um, and that's fine. I get it. Um, you know, I, I completely understand how this show isn't for some people. Um, that's cool. I mean, whatever. No one's forced you to listen. Um, and, uh, and like I said, I've, uh, there's been a couple folks that have emailed me or whatever, sent me a private message. Cause like I said, as the kids say, my DMs are open. So, I mean, like, we don't have to be following each other for me to get a message from you or whatever. So, I mean, I've had people out of the blue that have sent me messages and it's like, oh, your show's the shits and you suck and you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. And Okay, whatever. That's fine. I mean, I understand when uh, when, when you put yourself out there um, that you're leaving yourself open for criticism. And I understand that. And I have no problem with people um, not liking my show or whatever. Like I said, it's not for everybody. Um you know, it's a very niche product. I get it. That's cool. Um, you know, I, I don't know if if it's so bad that you need to send me a message and tell me how fucking brutal I am or whatever. It's like, okay. Um, yeah, I mean, some people do. And, you know, I guess. I mean, I've listened to podcasts that I don't like. I It's never dawned on me to send the person a message and tell them how shitty they are and they should quit and whatever. I mean, I just don't listen to it again, you know, but that's, you know, I guess that's just me being level headed and mature, I guess. I don't, I don't know, but some people feel the need to let you know how shitty you are and whatever. Okay, fine. And like I said, it, do, it usually doesn't bother me. Um, well, it's never bothered me. Um, that's okay. I take that back. The only time that, criticism bothers me is I don't care. You can say whatever you want about me. Um, I don't care. You can, I suck. Or I don't know what I'm doing or whatever. Okay. The only time I get hot about shit is when you say shit about my guest. Um, because those people 
the only reason they're on the show is because I asked them and their help and out of, out of their kindness, they're doing it to help me. Um, so, cause I don't pay people. I don't send them. I wish I had like swag and shit to send them. I wish I could send them shirts and koozies and stickers and whatever. I, I mean, I don't have anything like that. I wish I did. Um, I, I mean, I try to help them with like pictures or like if it's an NHL, ex NHL guy or ex pro guy, I try to send them their Getty images or whatever, if I can help them or their fight tape or whatever. And that little, that way, I mean, if I can help someone, I will, but I don't just, oh, I have all these sweatshirts and here have one. I mean, I wish I did. That'd be cool, but I don't. But anyway, anyway, point being, um, so they're not getting anything out of this. They're just, they're taking time out of their lives to come on a show. In a lot of cases, a stranger, they don't know me. Um, and, and sharing stories for you guys. Um, so when someone shits on them, I get, I, that really irritates me. You can say whatever you want about me. Come after me. Don't go after the guest because they didn't ask for that. And, uh, and you know, and they were just helping a person out. They were helping a fan out. So I don't, so I don't know. And I've had not many, but I've had a few people and it's just like, why, you know? So anyway, that's bugs me when that happened. That, it hasn't happened often, thankfully, but it has happened. That irritated me. But when people just say shit about me, I don't care, whatever. Um, but I had a particular individual and he and I have had a little history over the years. Um, uh, and again, people from the old message board days will know who I'm talking about. Cause I'm not going to, I'm not going to sugar or, uh, hide his identity or anything. Um, you know, he wanted to come out on fate. Like the thing was, he put it up. It wasn't a private message or whatever. No, he put it out on Facebook for everybody to read. So whatever, clearly you're not trying to hide and that's fine. Um, but old my old friend, old John's. John Z from Chicago, Chicago fanboy extraordinaire. Um, and he goes way, he and I go way back to the old fried chicken message board days in the early 2000s. And he was an idiot then, and I didn't like him then. And, uh, and he's, and he remains a goof, uh, 25 years later. Um, and he has been on a few message boards and it came down. He was on a message board where I happened to be a moderator. And he started his stupid Dave Manson as a top 10 all time. And he's cluttering up all these and he's starting all these Chicago bullshit threads and everything and doing his usual Chicago fanboy bullshit. And I, I told, I erased all his threads and I said, I'm not putting up with your bullshit on here. You're not wrecking this group. Like you wrecked the fried chicken board. You're not doing it here. If you want to contribute and just throw in a little piece here and there or in a comment, that's cool. That's what this is all about. But you're not clogging up this group with all your Chicago Blackhawks rule and Manson's the best ever and he could have been a top guy and all your bullshit. You're not doing it here. So he obviously took offense to that. And then a few episodes, or what, a few episodes back, it was probably six months ago or what have you, I did... Um, I believe it was a player spotlight on Dave Manson. Um, because again, he'd started a thread and the Manson thing was going on. So I broke down Manson's entire career. Like any long-term listener knows how we do the player spotlights. And I went through his whole fight card and I guarantee John's listened to that episode. I guarantee he did. And in that episode, I reiterated again, what a goof I think he is. And, uh, I can get, and obviously he heard it and didn't like it. Um, and he has since, of course, blocked me on social media or whatever, and that's fine. But I had had, uh, Chris, when I had Chris on the show, on his Facebook page, he had said to people, Hey, you should come listen to Darren and I on, I was a guest on his fourth line voice podcast and we talk about the Domi Ray feud. So old Johns has to pipe up. Um, no offense, but this guy's the worst guy in the podcast game, insufferable voice and personality, and his knowledge is nada, uns- unsubscribe. Uh, so that was John's big, uh, big knock on me was apparently my, um, I might agree with him on my voice part, but, uh, but I laughed that my knowledge is nada. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, I actually know things outside of the city of Chicago, John's, um, but of course, I can't reply to it. So, like the coward that he is, he won't let me reply to it. Um, 
So I will say this to anybody that's out there that that knows Johns and is in communication with him. Let him know that I would love for him to come on this show and tell me everything I'm wrong about. Because, I mean, clearly he probably wants to talk about Dave Manson. So I would love to have him come on the show and tell me, and, and, and really just school me, Johns. You have all this knowledge. Oh, please. I want to come sit, I want to sit under the learning tree. Come on the show, and I'm, I'll give you the platform. I won't cut you off. Um, and I will, I will let you spout off your, your opinions and, uh, we can go back and forth on it. So that is my open mic challenge to old John's out there. So if anybody listening knows him, cause again, I can't reply to him. He's got me blocked. So, um, you tell him that Darren at the fourth line voice wants to have him on the show to discuss Dave Manson and, uh, and, and he can school me on all the shit that I don't know with my insufferable voice, you know. Well, that's pretty funny. So, there you go. That was my week on the my weeks on the internet. Yeah, I was getting the Johns were teaming up on me. They were hating on me. Um, yeah, guys. Like I said, um, I really don't have a lot. I mean, after three weeks, you would like I said, you would think I'd have a whole big show all planned out and stuff, but I don't. Um, again, like I said at the start of the show, um, I've never lied to you guys. Um, to be completely honest. Um, I needed I needed the break I, and and um, and I was I've, I've told Alec and Jay and Joe and these guys I mean because they they've done podcasting so they know but um, yeah no I just I was I was really burned out um, you know uh, kind of had a couple guests fall through at the end had an interview fall through um, and it was and it was just kind of getting really frustrating so actually the vacation came at a perfect time and um, yeah. Uh, like I told Alec, I said, yeah, it's been three weeks. And, uh, I, cause I got back on a Friday and I had full intentions, um, of recording that Saturday and that for the, for Sunday. And, uh, I just couldn't do it. I just was not in the, well, I, one, I was really tired. Um, I basically slept that whole weekend away, but, um, I, I just I just needed the break and uh, to be like I said to be completely honest I have not really thought about podcasting or like you know oh who are you interviewing now? I haven't thought about it I haven't reached out to anybody since I've gotten back um, there's a few things I want to do like I said the Mount Rushmore thing because every all, a whole bunch of people put in their votes and stuff so I, I don't want their work to just go to shit I will do all that um, I have tallied that stuff up so like I said that will be the next episode. I also want to do the minor league mayhem tournament, which this year is going to be on Facebook. Um, I'm going to do it on there. Um, I want to get Alec and Jay involved in that. I, I would like to record next weekend with them. Um, again, cause you're clearing schedule for two other people though. So I got to check with them. I think Jay's in, I'm not quite sure about Alec's situation. Um, but I want to go over that. So I got to do up the bracket for that. Um, and then I, we really, we break down the first round matchups and I always enjoy doing that. I've done it for six years, um, those tournaments. And I've keep, I've talked about doing that tournament for a while now. And again, just fall behind. And like I said, there's just no time for this stuff when you're, when you're doing two shows and, and working all so much and everything else. So, um, that's basically what I have planned. I, I, I wanted to come on and just let you guys know I'm still here and whatever. I'm still doing the show. And, um, cause like I said, you had a, I had a couple people legitimately asked me if I had quit and then um I haven't really been on social media much and when I have posted stuff on social media yeah again not that I'm expecting the needle to move or oh he's back thank god you know not a lot of action on social media either though and it was just like holy shit like I better start I gotta get back out there and start engaging um so um I wanted to put this out um just sort of a, a hey I'm back and you know you know, we'll do some light bullshit, but, uh, you know, I don't have a list or much to Tim's, uh, sorry, that would, my birthday present should have been a list for you, but, uh, or a player spotlight or anything like that. It was more just let's hit record and, uh, you know, let, let you know what's happening out there. Um, you know, um, yeah, so it, 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 uh, yeah, I mean, other than that, the only thing I, I, you know, I really, I really have left to kind of talk about is just, you know, just my trip to Vegas and, uh, you know, not that I'm going to, you know, I, you know, I'm not going to bore you with an hour long, 
um, you know, everything that happened in Vegas. But, um, no, it was that we, you know, we had a good time. Weather wasn't that great, but I mean, certainly better than here at minus 40 here. But, uh, uh, yeah, uh, the first, actually the first few days were our best days in terms of weather. And then after that, during the day was okay. You know, it was 14, 15. Um, but, uh, but other than that, it got really windy at night. Um, so the evenings were pretty brutal, but, uh, I, I didn't give a shit. I, I had shorts and a hoodie on the whole time. I was good to go. So, um, did all right gambling. Um, first few days, I, you know, I'm kind of a, just a basic video poker guy. You know, I sit, I usually sit at the bar machines and, you know, talk to the bartender, get my dollar beers and, uh, you know, people watch and, and, and just, uh, kick back. I'm not uh, a huge, uh, gambler per se. I don't, uh, you know, I'm not playing hundred dollar hands on blackjack or, you know, $25 a chip on roulette or, shooting craps although craps I would I have a general understanding of craps but I really want to learn that's a game I want to learn because that that there's so much energy from that table from the craps table and that section of the casino that I'd really I'd really like to be a part of that so I think that's going to be my goal for next year when I go down I'm going to play craps I'm going to learn how to play craps over uh, or I guess over the course of the year here and then you know kind of get ready and go down there and give it a shot down in Vegas next year but uh yeah, no, it's, uh, yeah, basically just a video, kind of video poker guy. Cause really, if I was going to play blackjack, it'd be five or $10 a hand. And those tables really don't exist anymore. And when the ones that are there are full and you can't get near them. Um, you know, which should tell these casinos a lot. So yeah, I'm not sitting down playing a hundred dollars a hand on blackjack. That's for sure. Um, and the thing with blackjack, I always, I, I find blackjack actually fairly tedious. I don't, I'm not a big blackjack guy. I mean, I played it before and stuff, but it's like, I don't know. I just kind of, if you can sort of take over the table and get a bunch of the boys on it, then it's fun. But, uh, I don't know to sit there and just straight, eh, not really. I mean, I have, but nah, you know, and then I'm a, and I'm a shitty poker player. I would never play. It's when they all play in a home game or whatever, but around here with friends or something. But, uh, yeah, I'm not playing in Vegas. I'm, I'm a lot. I don't have the patience for poker. I'm lousy at it. Um, but video poker, I'll sit and play all night, but, uh, yeah. Anyway, so yeah, I mean, the first couple of days we were there, I was kind of hitting and running, and you know, if I got up fifty or sixty bucks, I'd cash out. I'd go wander because my wife she plays the penny slots and shit. Although there's nothing a penny about slot machines these days, um, but I'd go find her somewhere in the slot where she was playing and sit down beside her and she'd drink my free beers and, and you know whatever and go wander around and then I'd go back to the bar play some more and. If I got up, I'd, I'd hit and run. So I, I might have been up a hundred or two, maybe even for the first few days. And then for about six days, I just took a shit. I couldn't win nothing. I couldn't pick the winner of a one horse race. Um, and of course I had my sports bets going, of course, betting on basketball and college basketball and shit. Oh, March Madness is right around the corner. I love it. I love the March Madness tournament. You want to talk about brackets? No, I'm just kidding. Although I will say, I, I, put, I put 20 bucks on Gonzaga at 19 to 1. I think this is, is this going to be the year for Gonzaga? I don't know. Gonzaga? Zags. Yeah. I mean, every year, right? Yeah. They finally, this is the year that, like, no pressure on them and stuff. Maybe this is the year they do it. I don't know. Anyway, um, yeah, I played a few sports bets. Yeah. You, you want to know, you want to know the only bet that I won when I was down there? I picked Fury, uh, to beat Jake Paul. That, that was the only, that was the only bet. I won a hundred bucks on that. That was the only bet I won down there. Um, but other than that, I was kind of hitting and running then for six days, took the shit. And then, um, it was like the third last day we were down there. We were at the Suncoast station. And, uh, again, I sat down, played the bar machine, bonus poker, got my beer from the bartender and, uh, was and about, I don't know. Uh, I put in a 20 and it was at, uh, yeah, it was at the $10 mark. Uh, sipping on my dollar beer, getting always tip a buck. Um, I hit a royal flush. Um, so yeah, so that helped. So that was a thousand bucks. So uh, that brought me back to eat. Well, I was gonna say even. I didn't bet a thousand. I didn't lose a thousand dollars gambling. So I was definitely up for my gambling. Um, and my wife actually did really did pretty well this year. She had a couple of really good days. She was up seven hundred the one day, five hundred another. So. Um, Overall, gambling-wise, uh, we were pretty solid. We were we were up money gambling. And, um, yeah, other than that, uh, yeah, bombed around Vegas, went downtown to Fremont Street a few times. Oh, greasy Fremont. It's, uh, yeah, I, I, I sort of have a love-hate relationship with Fremont. Um, I would never stay down there. Um, 
I find it amusing, the sights, but I can only take it for so long. And then it's like, oh, okay, get away from me. Um, we kind of go during the day. I'm not a real big fan of going down there at night anymore. Um, you know, I will say the new circuit casino is beautiful. Uh, you know, I got, I sound old. It's, I was going to say it's way too loud for me though. Um, but it's a beautiful casino. Um, I enjoy it. I enjoy the D go upstairs, play a few quarter, the old uh, quarter horse racing machine. I like that. Um, bar Canada's up there too. Uh, if you're ever looking for a Caesar, the only place that knows how to do it, bar Canada upstairs at the D check it out. Um, went down to the strip again. It's it. I've done Vegas so many times. Like we've gone every year for like 12 or 13 years. And I've gone before that a couple times. Like I've been to Vegas close to oh, 56, probably getting close to 20 times now. Um, uh, you know, I, if I was going down with the boys for a few days, yeah, the strip, you know, for people that haven't, if you've never been to Vegas before, yeah, the strip's like, holy shit. And you know, just the size of everything. I, I love the vibe of it when you first pull into town you're coming down the strip in the car and you get to Mandalay Bay and you hit that first I for some to this day I get I don't know just talking about it now I almost get goosebumps just that vibe that I get when I get to Vegas and I get on the strip that I I can it re, I can recreate it every time I go there I never that never gets old but uh yeah in terms of just walking the strip eh my wife and I went down there on her birthday though her and I and uh uh, you know, we had fun, whatever, um, a really cool, if you're into, uh, like a decent place to eat for cheap, uh, good luck on the strip. Uh, nothing's cheap on the strip, but it's called oceans one. It's in planet Hollywood. Uh, for those people that if you're there, uh, in the afternoon, um, everything on the menu is five bucks and it's like appetizer stuff, but, uh, yeah, like tacos, whatever. Um, I ended up, oh, I can't remember what I had now. It's pretty bait. My wife had a Philly cheesesteak, I think. I don't know. I'm getting all the meals mixed up. But at any rate, um, food was great. Um, and again, it's not like it's some, you know, masterpiece meal or, you know, I'm, you know, whatever. I'm just talking about if you're on the strip and you want some cheap eating and stuff or you've really been getting your ass kicked in the casino and you don't feel like going to some celebrity restaurant and like some Gordon Ramsay restaurant and dropping literally two, three hundred dollars. Or some steak place where, you know, um, and you're just looking for something decent and whatever. Ocean's One in Planet Hollywood. You'll dig it. Trust me. Um, they also have a drink thing. It's like three drinks for like three foo-foo drinks for 12 bucks. My wife was just all over that. Um, and she really liked the drinks. So, uh, and beer is three bucks. So, um, yeah, Ocean's One. Check it out. It's pretty cool. Um, yeah, other than that, we bombed around the strip. Didn't win shit, but. My wife did not bad. I got murdered. That was that was during my losing streak. Um, but man, uh, yeah. But most of the time, you know, we kind of like I said, we did you know Green Valley Ranch, Red Rock, Sun Coast. Um, we stay at the Orleans, which is off strip. It's like five minutes off strip. It's actually where the Las Vegas Wranglers used to play. Um, yeah, like we're kind of off strip, like locals places. That's kind of like where we go. We rent a car, drive all over the place. Um, but yeah, that's kind of, that was our Vegas. Um, like I said, doesn't disappoint the people. Uh, that's why I say you Americans, you guys are crazy. Um, you know, uh, no, I always enjoy going down there and, uh, land of the beautiful people. Uh, a lot of good looking chicks, tell you that. Um, uh, a lot of good looking dudes too. <laughs> but, uh, you know, just always say it's the land of the beautiful people, right? Um, I will say I, I saw it a few places on the strip whatever you want to call them, influencers or people doing their TikTok videos or whatever, just looking like buffoons. I'm like, oh, who could do this? You look so embarrassing. Yeah, I laughed. We had the pit bot. There was this girl, this guy, and she's good looking and everything, but young, like 21, 22. And he's flashing cash and she's doing the duck lips and whatever. I'm just like, what the fuck? You know, like, okay. I kind of, me and a pit boss kind of made eye contact. We kind of each gave it the eye roll. But, um, yeah, that was something I will say, you know, what is a disturbing trend. Um, cause what, cause I, like I said, I'm drinking dollar beers, dollar beers. Well, eventually you got to break the seal. Right. And after you break the seal, holy shit. Yeah. It's like, you know, you're, it seems like you're in the can every 10 seconds, at least for me anyway, my bladder of a little girl. Um, but yeah, <clears throat> it's alarming. The number of guys that do not wash their hands after taking a whiz. 
I, I will say that now. Uh, yeah, that's, and the one night I was at our local, like at the hotel we were staying at, the Orleans is down there playing in the year. It had, it had to be about two in the morning. I'm down there at the year. I'm the only guy in the bathroom. It's about my, probably my 10th trip there. I'm not feeling any pain, at least, you know, 10 beer in for sure. Um, you know, and I'm sitting there taking a whiz at the urinal and kind of looking around. This guy comes into the bathroom. I shit you not. Dude took his shoes off. Or sandals. So now he's barefoot in a men's bathroom in the casino and goes into one of the stalls. I, yeah, I'm like, what is this? I'm just like, oh yeah. Like, dude. Yeah. I don't know. And of course I had to get my Walmart trip in. So yeah, I saw a few characters in Walmart. Um, I don't know. It was just, uh, it was just good old Vegas. Um, I loved it. Um, unfortunately I didn't get out to Bob the Hammer Fleming, the old, for you minor league fans. Um, he actually has a bar and grill, um, out in, uh, Henderson, um, called Hammers, obviously. Um, and damn it, I didn't get out there. I was in Henderson a few times too. And I just, yeah, just never got there. Um, yeah, and it was just, uh, and there, I know Anthony, I know there's a couple characters out there, um, out in Vegas that, uh, but, uh, yeah. And then, uh, and Tom as well. I mean, uh, yeah, there's a couple guys out there that, yeah, I should have got a hold of you cats. And, uh, but, uh, it's always one of those things. Oh, yeah, you know, we're doing this today, but tomorrow we will for sure. And then, uh, the next thing you know, you're going home. It's like, you know, yeah, we were there for like, what, 11 days or whatever, but it's like, man, it just seemed to, in a blink, it was over. Um, you know, as, well, anybody out there, you guys know what, you know, you take vacation and, you know, you'll, you'll kind of wait in, with anticipation all year to go. And then when you do, it's like, it seems like you're there for three minutes and you're heading home. But yeah, it was a good time though. Love me, Las Vegas. Um, yeah, that's it. I will not bore you anymore with my Las Vegas, my slideshow. That was my trip to Vegas. It was, uh, we had a good time and, uh, Orleans was great to us again. Um, yeah, ended up getting a few bunch of date nights comped and shit, and um, you know the host took care of us, and it was cool. Yeah, it was a good time, and uh, you know it's it's a blue collar hotel. I mean, it's not the Bellagio or Mandalay Bay or anything, but hey, rooms are clean, and it's uh, we like the casino, and we, you know, they take care of us, and uh, hey, good enough for me, man. I'm a blue collar dude, so those are my people. It fits right in. Um, you know, we went through the Bellagio, you know, like wife likes to watch the fountain show and everything. And it's a beautiful place and conservatory and everything and all that's cool. And she likes to get in there, take her pictures and stuff. And, you know, and, um, but it's really like the, how the other half lives, man. It's like, this is a whole different tax bracket than what I'm in. So, uh, yeah, I don't really fit in there. I, I always feel kind of out of place, but, uh, you know, whatever. But, uh, your leans right at home. <laughs> But, uh, this is completely off, off topic and whatever. I, I just see, I don't know why I have it written down. Um, I'm going to throw, I'm a huge NFL fan. I love the NFL and everything else, but I, it, like, is there anything more ridiculous than the NFL combine? Like, I mean, I know why they do it and stuff, but who the fuck watch? Like, I mean, it's on TV and people like there's dudes that like religiously watch the combine and what, who wants to watch a, like the old line, who wants to watch fat guys run 40 in their forties in their underwear? Like who, I don't, I don't get it. Or, yeah, no, I'm going to watch the DB's bench today. Well, that's exciting. Oh, edge of your seat there. Like, I don't know. I don't get the combo. Uh, well, I, I get it in terms of scouting or whatever, but it's just, I don't know. I always, always found like, you know, the teams you try out for it. I mean, dudes that have tried out for teams, you can tell me you're, you're on a team and it's practice and stuff. Is it just me or do the guys that look like awesome in practice and everything else were always like the worst guys on the team? You ever notice that? I don't know. I'm just saying. These guys that have these great combines. It's like, do they really have great in the NFL careers though? Maybe some do, but I mean, like to Tom Brady, like, I mean, Brady's shitty combine is legendary, you know, or his average combine and stuff. Like, I don't know. And then these other guys, it's like, oh, he set the record here and he did this and he did that. And it's like, you know, next thing you know, they're, you know, they're, they, they went from a prospect to a suspect, right? You never hear about them, but at any point, I, I don't, 
I don't, I don't know what this has. To, this doesn't have to do anything with anything. But I just it, it came on the TV and I'm like, who fucking watches this? I don't, you know, whatever. Could be some interesting happenings. Where's Lamar Jackson going to go? Who is not like what team? There are so many teams. How? Who is not going after this guy? Like I don't understand. The dude's like what? Twenty six years old, former MVP. Somebody, I think his record's like forty six and thirteen as a starter in his career. Who? I mean, unless I like, I don't know. Like I don't follow the gossip. Like is I don't know. Maybe he's a locker room lawyer. I mean, maybe he's an asshole. I don't know. But I just like these teams that are just brutal at the quarterback position. You're, you know, fuck the draft. Why would you not take a 26-year-old former MVP? That would be my call. You know, it'll be interesting. I guess Rodgers is going to the Jets. It'll be interesting what happens to Green Bay now. Um, I don't know. That had to... Rodgers seems like such a weirdo, though. I don't know. Rodgers bugs me for some reason. Seems like a goof. I don't know. Saints signed Derek Carr. Eh, I don't know. Why doesn't... Hey, well, there. Why doesn't Vegas go after Jackson? I don't know. Just saying. I don't know. Well, then somebody... Somebody at work was saying... Um, they were listening to... Some, was it Rich Eisen or whatever? One of the NFL guys. And, uh, you know... They were saying... Brady's talking about Miami? Or somebody's... Like... I'm like, No. I think Brady can't come back. Although, I mean, he's probably better than Tua. I mean, Tua's okay, but I mean, one more shot and that dude's done. It's got to be. I mean, he's such an injury risk. But, I mean, I don't know. Would, if you were in Miami, would you go after Brady? Eh, you know, I maybe. I mean, well, I'd go after Jackson. Apparently, like, Lamar Jackson's from Miami or the area, and he wants to go back there. So if I mean if I'm Miami, I'm all over trying to get that again. I, again, unless these teams, I mean, you know, they they have scouts and investigators and all that. Maybe you know, like I said, it's not like I my ear to the ground of all the NFL gossip. I mean, like I said, maybe Jackson's a douchebag, but I mean, if he is it and everything's on the up and up and whatever, how are these teams not going after him? I mean, I don't know. Anyway, that's just again, I'm far from an NFL pundit or anything, but I was just throwing that out there. Um, I, I got to get ready for March Madness. That's going to be my goal this week. So, <laughs> um, yeah, that's how I'll end the hockey podcast, talking about March Madness. No, I'm going to do my own March Madness. I'll set up a bracket. And we're going to be doing some minor league mayhem is what we're going to be doing here in the next week or two. So keep your eyes open for that um, and your ears open. Um, other than that, guys, like I said, this is probably the most boring episode of the fourth line voice ever. But uh, I just wanted to get out there and let you guys know I'm still here. I'm still going to be doing the show. Um, uh, well, and I know I had mentioned before, before the whole Vegas thing and everything, um, I have to sit down and really do some thinking about going to one show a week or two shows, of, or running with two shows a week. Um, as of right now, not at work-wise, nothing has changed yet. Um, so I guess I will continue with the two shows a week. For the foreseeable future, maybe. Um, I will definitely be doing shows on Wednesday. That will always be my deal. Um, the Wednesday show will be the one. If I'm going to go to one show a week, it'll be on Wednesday. Um, but for right now, I'll be doing the two shows. I think I'm kind of back in the groove. Um, you know, and all that. But, uh Yeah. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. But for right now, we'll be doing the two shows. But um, like I said, I, like uh, I enjoyed the break. Um, uh, I, I enjoy getting back on here and hitting record and, and talking to you guys again. Um, I've, I'm actually really, I, I, I just, I don't know what, it's just, it's a weird feeling I've got right now. Like I haven't, like it's like almost like it's my first episode or something. It's kind of strange. Um, I don't know. That's just me. I got to get out of my own way here. But uh, anyway, guys, I'm going to get going. It's 10 o'clock. I got to upload this and everything. This will be out. Uh, so hopefully uh, everybody has a good Sunday. Uh, or if you're listening to this, Monday, back to work. Uh, yes. Hopefully spring is around the corner and uh, we can get at it. But uh, good to be back. Good talking to you guys again. As much as I enjoyed my holidays and everything else, back to reality. My reality is this podcast. 
and uh, and I do enjoy talking to you guys and everything. And uh, and I and again, uh, I'll say this before I go. Um, one last thing. One last thing. Um, because um, I I had that conversation with a few guys uh, away from this uh, from the air. Um, if I've in the probably going into Vegas the couple weeks leading up to my vacation. Um, like I said, with a few of the guests backing out, a couple interviews falling apart. Um, I was getting really sour about the whole thing and I, and with the whole work thing and everything else. And I was just really burned out. And, uh, and if I came across salty or pissy or whiny, I apologize. Um, you know, I know, you know, a couple folks mentioned it. They could hear it in my voice that it was like, I was getting real tired and, uh, and annoyed. And I was. And, uh, but, uh, yeah, if it came across salty or if I put anybody off or whatever, I apologize. Um, you know, I think I found a new, well, I'm also sort of battling a cold a little bit right now. So, um, you probably can't hear it in my, my insufferable voice, but, uh, I am excited to be back and I'm really looking forward to doing the minor league tournament with, uh, with Jay and Alec to have those guys back on the show. Um, those are some my, some of my most, uh, enjoyable episodes that I do every year. Um, so I'm really looking forward to that. So my enthusiasm, despite what my voice sounds like, my enthusiasm is there. So, um, yes, the fourth line boys, I am back and, um, yeah, we'll keep this, we'll keep this thing chugging along for a little while longer. Anyway, we'll see how it goes till I have really, until I've chased everyone off. We'll put it that way. But, uh, Anyway, guys, I'm going to shut up and get out of here. Have a good rest. Have a good weekend. And, uh, yeah, we'll talk to you cats on Wednesday. Thanks, everybody. And you people that don't like fighting, how many of you did you walk out and get a coffee while that was 